storyline. Okay. <laughs> Not you, Mike. Okay. okay. I can't okay. do it. I can't do okay. it. Or you can't do it either. You sound like you. You sound like you're bringing up phlegm. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I actually, I actually thought I did it well before, and now we're going to say it. I never knew that I could actually do it. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can't. can't. You can't. I'm afraid, Rick. Right? Oh, oh. oh. No. that wasn't it. Oh, no, you just sound like oh, you. You sound like you're coughing up a furball. Greetings EastEnders fans, welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes broadcast between the 3rd and the 6th of July 2023. Hello, hello, how are you? You alright this week? I hope you are. Uh, I have got my lovely best friend in the whole wide world, Ree, to help me discuss this week's EastEnders. Hello Ree, how are you my dear? Hi Rob, I'm alright, thanks for you. I'm, I'm alright. I'm getting there. I'm a bit poorly this week. Yeah, but we're you're, not, you're not very well this week, are you, darling? So we'll we'll try yeah. and we'll try and zoom through this podcast. So you can go Thank back to you. bed. So so you can go back to yeah. bed. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you. Um, you had something to read out this week, I do believe, Ray. Oh you well, found? yeah. Like it's not found? bad enough that I've been poorly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get this one, guys. Look, we try and read through all the comments and everything mm. that we can as much as possible, but this yeah. one's a review. Yeah. That we've had, and I'm going to read Best it review. out here. This was Best on Best review our... ever. Our Apple Podcasts. Mm. We got a one-star rating. Mm. Title, such a shame. <laughs> Would be a great podcast if it wasn't for the presenters. Their voices mm. are like nails on a chalkboard, just painful to the ears. I mean So what do you think to that, Rob? That lovely I mean, review. Perfectly acceptable. I mean so what I mean, that review basically just seems to be saying this podcast would be great if it wasn't a podcast. So well, I don't know. This is what I don't understand. Do they want us to Sign? write a script out and then give it to someone else who ain't got annoying voices? Yeah. Voiceovers. Also, to, do you know mine? what? To be fair, mate, I don't see why anyone's <laughs> saying your voice is bad because I don't get how anyone can be offended by your voice. So well, sorry about tiring you with my annoying voice, bro. Yeah, your your voice like nails down a chalkboard. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, if you'd like to leave us a lovely review <laughs> or otherwise, yeah, we don't actually care. that would be good on Apple because it'd cancel that one out. Yeah, a it'll bring bit. it. It'll yeah. bring our rating back up again. So if you could do that, that would be really helpful. One star. Such but a no, no, seriousness, absolutely hilarious. We loved it. Like, I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that nails down a chalkboard. Such a shame. It'd be a great podcast if it wasn't for the voices. That's a podcast, mate. I don't know what you want. The presenters, not just as voices. Us so, personally. So we, so we, pers- we both need replacing then. Is, is that, is but that how podcast? would it be a good podcast without us? We are the podcast. We are the podcast. Anyway. That is a podcast. That is, uh, hey, you know. That, that is what it is. But there we are. There. So if you'd like to leave us a review on anything, you can leave that on uh, Apple Music. You can leave it on Audible. I think you can leave them on Spotify. There's loads Spotify, of places yeah, where you, you can, can tell us what you think. Loads of places. All in the comment section below on YouTube. Um, so me and Ree's annoying voices now have to discuss another week of EastEnders. So shall we do it, Ree? Yeah, let's do it. So we shall begin this week, ladies and gentlemen, with Kim's court case. The date has finally arrived and she is not dealing well with it. Um, it's all a bit of a mixture of a lot of things going on with the Foxes and the Brannings this week. Um, because as well as the court case, you've also got what's going on uh, with Lily and Ricky's sort of family meeting, uh, which causes more problems for Jack and Denise than it does anybody else, I think. Because um, Jack and Denise are sort of still arguing and they're just sort of not getting on. I'm sort of confused as to where, how they got here. Because I know, like, they have the affair 
and everything was going wrong in there. But they seem to sort of had kind of put it to bed and sort of started getting on again. And now they're apparently like the marriage is like hanging on by a thread again, which seems um, seems odd. But um, Patrick returns this week and basically sorts them out in about two minutes because he's amazing because he's Patrick. It was so good to see Patrick again. I didn't realise how long he'd been away for. How long has it been? Well, the fact that Denise had to tell him all about the Ravi affair. Oh, yeah, true. And all the Kim stuff. All the Kim stuff. I did not realize. I know he'd been away for a few weeks, but I didn't realize like quite how much had actually happened since he'd been away Mm. that he didn't know about. I bless him. All he wanted to do was come back, have a rum, and have a listen to a bit of music and and chill out. And he gets all this family drama thrown at him. Poor Patrick. Um, Go on. Well, yeah, we're just going to say on the whole Denise and Jack thing, I think we've not really. I don't think we've really seen them recently. Like, as a couple, obviously, we saw yeah. that they started, that they were going to start trying to make amends after they went on all that, you know, they went to that escape room and all that. Yes, yeah. And then all the, yeah, and then all the focus on Denise has been about Lola, really. That's so true, I think yeah. they're kind of reintroducing the uh, the Denise and Jack mm. stuff again, so I think that yeah. explains it. But yeah, that's a good point. I've forgotten about the escape room. So this is what I mean. They seem to start... I feel like seemed... that's the last time we saw them. Probably. Yeah, and they seem to have been sort of building things back up again. And now it's, yeah. like I say, until Patrick arrived and literally sorted Jack out over one pint because he's that skilled. Um, interesting, Patrick returns and was a bit cagey about what had gone on with Yolandi while he, while he was there. Mm, so yeah, yeah, didn't give much away, did I? Didn't give much away. So something yeah. we have stuff to discover on that front, I, I would wager. So that's exciting. Um, but yes, so Kim's court date, uh, she's really suffering badly with anxiety. Uh, when she arrives at court, she's still got that useless lawyer. So I wonder she's anxious, really. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, it'd be like expecting this me to help me. a whole football team like win the World Cup. I would be very underqualified, the same as this guy, all right? Very, very bad. Um, but Denzel's character statement seems to go well, you know, so he, he he gives a really nice statement for Kim in court, which is really, really nice. Um, and then we get to the point where um, the prosecution starts detailing the events of the crash. Now, accompanied by security footage of the crash itself. Yeah. And it would appear that Wolford has more cameras going from McClunkey's to the, to the short distance to the Argy-Bargy, more cameras than the Big Brother house, and all sorts of different angles as well. It, like The whole security thing looked like it had been directed by Quentin Tarantino. I don't understand. Well, no, to be fair, mate, I think Madness. the main thing in that is, you know, usually the CCTV and Wolford don't work. Oh, well, exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is the in problem. London, no, in London, it will be camera up like that. It, it's not fair. that far away from it here. You know, we're big cities, Rob. Mm, and, true. you know, local councils have access to all of these cameras at all times. It's well, very I common just, these days. Yeah, but they don't have, like, cameras, like, from the like from the ground up, looking up at cars and being able to zoom in an HD, revol- like, resolution to, like, what their number plates yeah, are and, like, yeah, no, in real time. Yeah, different angles, yeah, true. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of angles. It'll be high up. Yeah. Like this the car the, the day of the car crash, they only went about six foot. <laughs> like and they had about twenty-eight yeah. different views of this True. of this thing going on. And also, obviously, talking about the crash sort of sets Kim off in a panic attack and you know, mm-hmm. understandably gets her panicking and she's sort of I mean, to be fair, once upon a time that scene would have been ten times worse because we would have had like 
sound effects. And oh, yeah, sound weird, effects, yeah, all, yeah. Weird, all sorts of madness would have been going on. However, it was <laughs> quite mad in itself. Because this, I thought this judge was entirely unreasonable. Like, so Kim's having a panic attack and like needs to leave the room. And so this judge's response to that: Well, have you got any evidence that she's having med- that she's having anxiety attacks? No. Well, then she can go to prison for a week. Well, look- <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of how it all developed, wasn't it? Because she started going, "I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Yeah. You need to get me out of here, right?" Denise is shouting. She's having a panic attack. Mm. Kim can't really explain it herself. Yeah. Next thing, she's kind of pushing past the uh, guard, isn't she? You know. Yes. In in a mad panic is yes. what it ex- is exactly what it looked like. Yes. But the judges interpreted that as get me out of here because I don't want to be here. Yeah, she's blah, kicking blah, blah, off. Blah. She's in I've contempt. Got... Well, to be fair, Howie made a good point the next day when he said it was a race as well. She's you black and about... having a panic attack. Yeah, yeah, I think that inter- was implied. That was straight away what I thought. I must be honest. It's interesting I'm not with sure that. Yeah, I, another person might have had that reaction. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, all I thought was that that judge was just dead harsh and was just sort of <laughs> like being completely unreasonable. It could well be a race thing. Um, and I thought it was interesting that Harry brought that up actually, because you mm. sort of don't. You, it's very easy to forget about that side of things once you get into prison, because the one place where you're not going to definitely you're not going to get protected from anything is in mm. prison so it's more yeah. it's more difficult um so yeah kim is sent to prison in held in contempt until the judge has got sufficient evidence that she's been having panic attacks and reasonable cow um so kim obviously is not dealing well with this and we get a uh, um sort of prison hair kim which we've never seen before and quite well, a sight it was yeah. oh, <laughs> quite a sight bless her because kim is usually sort of the most glamorous um, you know hair coiffed and like mm-hmm. a, a ton of hairspray all over it and looking mm-hmm. fabulous. And now she is a disheveled shell of a woman um, mm-hmm. with, a, with the, the, mab, the fabulous red kind of streak in her hair all floppy and like running down her face. And she's a mess. And it's, it's not often we see Kim like this at all. So it's, no, it's uh, very sad to see, bless her. And she's got no interest in sort of seeing anybody at the moment. I mean, she's only in there for a week, fortunately, but she doesn't want to see Howie. And she didn't really want to see Denise all that much, but she's sort of kind of, you know, build herself up mm. to see Denise, and Denise is now really worried about her. Is well, it not a waste? Of, is it not a waste of her prison cell sending her down for a week? For a but week, like, I know. Like for a week, what is the I, point? For what exactly? As well, this is what yeah, I mean. Like, exactly. So she got she got she kicked off in court essentially. From contempt, contempt of court, weren't it? Yeah, also, but like, why would you? Is. Like, there have been people. In in Wolford, like Billy was on was on, supposed to be on a murder charge. He was walking around. He was walking around quite happily in the square, like going yeah, to his job and everything true. for about three months before the court case happened. This judge kicking off once in a court because she doesn't because uh, she must have had a bad day. That judge sent her to prison for a week. Really, really unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what I don't know if that's what would happen or not. But it's uh, it seems very unreasonable. Um, but yeah, it's going to be sort of sad to see how Kim gets out of this because it's not going to get any better for Kim. I don't think is it. Because she's in a mess at the moment, and whatever goes on in prison, she's gonna is gonna make her more of a mess. I don't know if we're gonna see sort of Kim in prison, or whether we're just gonna I sort of see the so. end result. No, I think we would have seen it already by now. But did you notice? I think last week we were saying um, how she's on the wait list for the NHS. Did you notice that Denise gave yes. Howie some money? That would yeah, be I was a bit disappointed by that. Yeah, because I'm kind of because. We, we have seen sort of the impact that anxiety and lack of treatment is having on Kim. So I was kind of hoping that that was going to sort of be the running mm. theme of the story and sort of see what it's like for people with mental health problems having to experience that long, long waiting list. And I know stories have to go along a bit quicker and I know they have to sort of, you know, kind of keep it going and everything. But 
realistically, every single person who has to wait in a soap nine times out of ten gets private care paid for them and it's just yeah, not really it doesn't tell the full story i don't think and it doesn't really send out a good message i don't think either that well no, if, I'd, if i've got money then i'd be able to get do you know what i mean mm, it's a bit yeah yeah also like, i don't think 500 quid's gonna get them that far if i'm honest with you but well it's just one consultation know. surely isn't it and this is of course yeah. the other thing that causes jack and denise problems because denise takes the money out of their joint account and jack kicks yeah. off about it because jack just being Jack, even though it's week. a joint account, joint accounts, and for something for her sister. And if Jack needed to take that money out, Denise wouldn't have anything to say about it, and he nope. would kick off if she did have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. Just Jack being, Jack oh, being a brand. Don't get me started on Jack. He's a Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah, he can be. He definitely can be. He's got that yeah. branding. He's got that male branding streak, kind of running from mm, Jim definitely. to Max to Jack. Yeah, it's 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 definitely. He annoyed a thing. me. He annoyed me this week a lot. Yeah. But he, he's not getting your gold star this week, is he? Really? He's certainly not. <laughs> certainly, he's not. certainly not. Also, did you notice um, when Harry tried to go and visit Kim? Yeah. And obviously, he couldn't go and visit her because, and he didn't know why. And they mm. said it turns out that the doctor had said that they advised against it because Kim had had a panic attack. So I'm wondering, is that going to class as some medical evidence? Oh, I mean, yeah. If she's having med- if she's having panic attacks within the prison, then you would think yeah. it is. But I also wonder if, like, surely you would think that a lot of people that kind of don't belong in prison you know the sort of people mm. that find themselves there throughout like through very little fault of their own and that in sort of kim's type of story a lot of them would surely feel like that within within the prison environment yeah, so i don't know true. if that's much medical proof but also mm. i i didn't know whether whether that was the reason that kim didn't want to see him because oh, and that's just what harry was saying uh, yeah um, i wonder that because the prison guards kind of just basically said that they didn't know why kim had cancelled but he cancels mm. and he was basically thrown out of the prison so i don't know whether like he found that out off screen and sort of then relayed it or whether yeah, he sort of true. created that for himself to make himself feel better so that it wouldn't come across like they didn't want to, to say like... face when he was telling yeah, everyone it was a bit confusing why. yeah yeah i don't know i i, I don't See, know if that I just, was quite i just clear figured that he found out off screen but you're right you've got a point there because you yeah. didn't actually see him find it out did we? i mean i'm assuming was, that is yeah. what it is that he just found mm. it out off screen but I, yeah. and they just wanted to go for the slightly more dramatic version of how we essentially being chucked out of the prison by two big intimidating prison guards but i yeah I, but yeah you think that maybe there is some sort of medical evidence there for mm. vinegar tits the judge that sent the center the center there in the first place i don't know I don't know. We'll have yeah. to wait and see. But yeah, Kim's in a mess. So um, a long way to go for her now, I think. And I don't know when this first consultation will be, presumably when she gets out of prison. But yeah, I think she's got a long, long way to go. Here come the brides, three grumpy brides. Uh, bridal club, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Elaine, Good one, Rob. Thank you. Elaine, <laughs> wasted on this podcast. Absolutely you wasted. You are, totally. Be on, I should be on Britain's Got Talent or some of, mind you, not with my nail-like voice, the most annoying voice. Oh, uh, well, yeah, no. We have the most annoying voices in podcasting, Rui, don't forget that. They uh, didn't right. say that, Rob. No, no, no that's true. <laughs> uh, right, so Elaine has decided to start Bridal Club. Now, the only reason she wanted to do this in the first place was because she was obviously thinking about her own wedding. She wanted Gina and Anna to be like the perfect bridesmaids. bridesmaids uh, and she got the magazines that instantly they were like, uh, no, I'm not wearing a single thing that ma- that magazine has to offer. So she was kind of left with a load of sort of wanting to arrange weddings, but without really a wedding to arrange because she wanted to sort of hold off until the girls were fully behind her. So she mm-hmm. recruits Kathy, Sharon 
and then Sharon recruits Kath just to just to get on her nerves, which I quite enjoyed. Uh, yeah. And they, Kath, Elaine literally spends the week sort of criticizing Kathy and Sharon. She yeah. says she says that Kathy's dress is basically trash. She implies that Sharon is curvy and needs something to support her mammoth breasts. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah, basically what she said. Basically what she said, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, it was. And then they actually get to the bridal club. Uh, and it was just a great scene. I really, really enjoyed this scene with, with the sort of the four ladies uh, and Kat and Sharon just going at each other. I re- See, the whole Kat and Sharon thing is interesting because at some points you really think they are trying to emulate the Pat and Peggy type uh, relationship. Yeah, it's just totally that. It is, it? isn't it? With sort of yeah. Phil in the Frank role, which... Yeah. But I, it, it just works, honestly. Yeah, for me, it, really for me, it works. I really, really enjoy it. And, like, the bit where sort of Kat was throwing, like, insults at um, Keanu and then Sharon made her drink out of Kathy's spit cup. <laughs> like, Well, actually, I've got something to say on that. Go on, then, Ray. Right. I love all this beef with Kat and Sharon. I think mm-hmm. it's great. I think yep. it works. Yeah. However... Cat was making a few little jibes that Sharon's, you know, partners are a few years younger than her and drinks out of a sippy cup and all that. Yep. Next thing you know, Sharon's giving Cat Kathy's spit juice. I don't think that I don't think they balance out somehow, do you? <laughs> Figure that she was a bit out of order, do you? Yeah, a bit harsh. And then best thing is, is Sharon who walks off and says, This is all a bit too much for me. Are you joking? Yeah. The thing is with yeah, the thing is with Sharon, she can give it, but she can't take it. That um, is the, true. And, and I think Cat can. Cat can. Cat is quite prepared to sit there and just yeah. like give it and give it, and then we'll take whatever she's mm. and then give as good as she gets, basically. But Sharon, yeah. I think is. I think Sharon is a bit more sensitive about the Phil thing for a start. Like she is resentful of the fact that Cat is with Phil. True. Hence the Pat and Peggy Frank type parallels. Mm. Um, and I think she is quite sensitive of Cat necessarily making jibes about Keanu. Um, especially mm. the fact that Keanu and Sharon began as a sort of sordid affair, which was practically the reason that Phil and Sharon broke up in the first place, in a way. So you can sort of maybe see why she's a little bit more sensitive about it. Like, if Kathy had been saying that sort of thing, I don't think Sharon would have reacted that way. But because it was Kat, yeah. I think yeah. that's the sort of thing that sort of fuels their relationship. But it was interesting... But- Go on. Mm. Oh, go on. I was just going to say, if you remember a bit ago when they were out, they were, it was just Kat and Sharon talking, and Kat mm. said, I specifically remember her saying, Oh, what does he know? He's 23, he likes cheesy garlic bread and Xbox or something like that. And she found it funny then. Yeah. So why were it suddenly such an well, issue? Well, to be fair, on that scene, Kat was actually trying to make amends with her at that point. So they were sort of having a bit oh, more of an okay, emotional moment. Area. But at this point, like they were just jibing at each other. Jibe, jibe, so jibe, jibe. Jibe, jibe, yeah, jibe. Um, but interestingly, I thought. Kat then tried to make amends because she goes to Keanu because she's worked out what's wrong with Sharon in the first place. She's kind of just like, right, well, Keanu, you need to pull your finger out your ass and actually do something about this wedding because Sharon is not going to want to do this on her own. You need to show her that you're serious. And so thereby, Keanu arranges a ring and says to her, right, I'm here. I'm dedicated. Let's do this. Like, I want to marry you tomorrow if you want. But, you know, so she kind of does her thing and maybe sort of levels that out a little bit um but the bridal club thing i hope this continues i'm enjoying this i I like this i hope it's not just a one-week storyline and i hope sharon like decides to go back now because it's funny (laughs) well do you know do you know as well you know i was saying last week elaine i'm still not 100 percent on. yeah what i did like this week is that kathy was showing that she 
was feeling that way about how Elaine is because she's been quite over the top, hasn't she, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought it was quite good to see that Kathy were feeling that way and rolling her eyes at her all the time. Yeah. The the thing is with Elaine, I get it. I get why some people are maybe struggling with her a little bit in terms Mm. of how theatrical she is, how boisterous she is, how kind of forward she is in a lot of ways. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like she's got that right level of sort of campness and for with this is a, what word about you know what i'm trying to say is yeah, basically yeah, yeah. her role within the vic i think suits that it just takes a little bit of getting used to because she's becoming like a hurricane essentially hasn't she and yeah. she's immediately like this because i think that she's a character that we technically already knew if she come mm. in as a brand new character maybe that might have taken a little bit of adjusting and if the actress hadn't changed elaine has started coming like this or elaine as cat yeah, which i also quite liked i don't know why that tickled me. oh yeah um then maybe it might have like yeah. maybe she might have easily been a bit more accepted a bit quicker. Do you know what I'm trying? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it's... what you're saying. I'm still not used to it. <laughs> no, fine. The fact that, but the fact that Kathy kind of acknowledged it and was getting annoyed by her made me makes you feel like you're allowed to feel that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that it's meant to be part of a character. It's not me saying you know anything bad about how it's mm. being acted. I know it's meant to be the character. But no, it's just no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I, I, you know, she can. I mean, that's going to do what's written, can't she? But yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. In my I, opinion, of course, yeah, and it's 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 fine. I mean, I I, I like I said, and I totally get it. I get that she's a lot, yeah. and I get that she's like quite sort of a loud, big character, mm. and that sort of character can sort of kind of go this way or the other it's working for me because i kind of i get it within the role that she's playing in the vic like she's the queen vic landlady so you feel like i feel like i kind of need like a brassy gobby woman in dramatic woman in that role um but it just takes a little bit of getting used to in some respects i think but i and i i liked her role within this storyline because she was being that like you say being that being quite forceful with the with the three girls about their weddings and she will continue to be i think like she's basically made it clear that anything to do with their wedding goes through her first <laughs> yeah that was funny their when they dress, took that cat's wedding dress yeah yeah, yeah. Their dresses run it by me so i can run make it by sure me it's first. not too tight did she say or something yeah <laughs> to make sure that cat doesn't look like she's gone through in the entire of, see, of, me- it, yeah. of the men in walford yeah I, I i get it i and i thought cat i enjoyed cat laughing at that yeah. as well like, it's, it I, works in, in the it works in the context of the bride's club though yeah Alan, yeah yeah, yeah. So this is a good this is a good way of uh yeah. adding to it i think yeah i mean i i've i've seen both arguments with elaine online um and like yeah, i say i get enough. it i do get it i get mm. it completely but i think i'm just on the other side i just like her i she's working for me because of who she is and the role that she's playing if she had gone anywhere else in the show maybe it might have been felt a little bit different you know sort mm. of like if she wasn't in charge of the vic yeah but then you know and i'm not comparing her to peggy when i say this but at the same time peggy could be like this a lot of the time like you you, you could you could quite easily have stuck peggy in charge of a bridal club and peggy would have been would have, would have tried to take charge like that because peggy by the by the time of her original tenure she was basically in charge of the entire square mm-hmm. so maybe they're trying to fast forward lane a little bit to try to get into that sort of situation maybe that's why it's a little bit jarring for some folks could be possibly. yeah yeah, I don't know. Um, to give us, give I just give her time. I think she, it's she's getting there. I think she is getting there, and I think she will. People will eventually start to come in. I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. I get you. I get you. I think. I hope. I hope because there's no there's nothing. There's nothing worse because of the role that she's playing. There's nothing worse than that not being played by a popular character. That's a that's a problem. But I, I think it might be all right. I think it might be okay. But we'll have to wait and see. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Next story. 
Re, if I had given you a bet a few weeks ago and asked mm-hmm. you whether you thought Chelsea and Ravi were going to get back together, what yeah. would you have said? What would you have put your money on? Yes. I, don't, I can't do betting odds, but I would mm. have said yes. <laughs> 18 to 1. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, odd. I have to say, I thought they were done. I really did. I thought oh, that really? Chelsea. Oh, no. Yeah, I thought that Chelsea would have had a bit more sort of sense regarding her exes and realizing a bit of a bad boy when she sees one. However, the arms of Ravi are just too much to resist. Okay, you say you say that you'd think she'd have a bit more sense. Mm. I I ship Chelsea and Ravi. Do you? I do. I like Ravi. What is wrong with me? Because why, he's a great why? character. Because he's a great yeah. layer. He's a fabulously layered character that's what you like to see it's what I've you love literally, I've literally been like yay Chelsea and Raffi are back that's, together that's interesting Why? because well, well I, what is wrong with you and what is wrong with Chelsea because there is no way that this is going to end up well because also what reaction does she think is going to have with the rest of the family like with her mum for instance oh, like yeah. they've only just like her and Denise were barely talking well, it might be true, love. I don't know. But um, so the gang at number one have a house party and uh, Ravi basically invites himself along, which, you know, uh, and at this house party, he it basically turns up to make Chelsea jealous because he, he he knows full well, like that Chelsea still fancies him. Like, because she's got eyes, you know. <laughs> so she, he turns up and basically attempts to flirt with this girl, makes it obvious that he's going to planning on going home with this girl. And Chelsea's like, I think not. Um, before we go much further with the house party, I do want to make a quick shout out to Reese, who was incredible. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I loved it. Reese Genius, yeah, it was brilliant. Fantastic! I love yeah, Reese so much. I mean, yeah. the thing about the thing about the Reese thing was basically he was. Just by his his Reese's way of chatting to people at a party is to immediately give everybody financial advice and talk about the world of accountants. Yeah. Um, Whitney saved Chelsea from this by basically force feeding Reese tequila, uh, and very quickly Reese was hammered, <laughs> and so Do was you know dance- what, though? Yeah. I I can't say that I wouldn't be all right with somebody giving me financial you'd quite enjoy it wouldn't you yeah quite enjoy it as a business business woman you'd quite enjoy it wouldn't you be very helpful yeah i wouldn't mind it yeah how'd you go at the party yeah i got two numbers both accountants marvelous (laughs) some great advice on these interest rates let me tell you talk about mot's all night had a great time (laughs) banging party um oh yeah so reese ends up like just ripping his top off and dancing to sandstorm i loved it absolutely loved it and what a tune it was as well fabulous. what a tune man. What, a what a tune, tune. fabulous showing our age there i think it was a proper 90s banger wasn't it like who sandstorm. cares when it's a banger like that you could play that in 2058 and it would still be a banger mm-hmm. i say there we are Definitely. um so yeah meanwhile um chelsea kind of runs out after this girl has kind of gone away because she t- chelsea told this girl that ravi was bad news basically and said that he's only here to try and make me jealous so don't get hurt love don't get hurt don't put yourself through it don't don't make the same mistakes i have so ravi sort of storms out and chelsea follows him out and before too long the pair of them are snogging like crazy in the middle of the square a uh, very dramatic camera angle when that happens, you notice. Thank you. This is exactly <laughs> what I was going to bring up. <laughs> what was that very, about? Very dramatic. 
I don't think we needed that. You don't think the scene warranted, warranted it? that? I got dizzy. I know I've not been well this week, but bloody hell. Maybe that's why. EastEnders made you ill. Yeah. I'd, sue. I'd sue if I were you. See if you can get any money for all the Lucas age. Yeah, that'd be me, see? <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, it was a very dramatic. I mean, I, I don't know if the team quite warranted it, but I, I enjoyed it. I just thought it was just quite a mad shot. It just went yeah, but the zooming fact that around. Same person who directed the. Fact the we're both uh, commenting on it. I know it was the same person because it stood out. I think that's why, isn't it? It stood yeah. out clearly. Whoever directed this week's EastEnders is also behind Warford Security because they <laughs> very similar dramatic styles. I thought mm. there we are. Um, but yeah, so as a result of that, Chelsea and Ravi spend the night together. And Chelsea is all yeah, immediately. So, yeah, are you delighted by this? Seriously, like you really, yeah, really like I, them together. I, I that's interesting. Do. Yeah, I think Ravi knows Chelsea well. That's why he turned up to the party the way that he did. He knew exactly what reaction he were going to get. Yeah, yeah. She gave it him. She, you know, she gave mm. him the reaction yeah. as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that I think he read her like a book. Together. He read her like a book. Yeah, didn't he? Some people yeah, are a closed book. Some people are an open book. And some people mm. are a colouring book. And Chelsea was very easy to read. It was like the hungry caterpillar. Yeah. He went through it yes. very quickly and knew exactly what happened. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the chelsea Robbie thing is interesting. It's an interesting relationship because when they first got together, it was very much a case of Ravi was only there to make Denise jealous. Yeah. And then he's kind of slowly actually started liking her. Mm-hmm. To now, where you believe like fully it's 100% genuine from his part. Like he's nothing to do with Denise now. It's just all about Chelsea. Romeo and Juliet, aren't they, Rob? <laughs> I mean... just, just like what Lily's studying. They just need Theo at all. She just needs to go talk to Ravi and Chelsea exactly. about their relationship. Yeah, yeah. There real you go. life on the square. There you mm. go. Who needs it? Who needs it? Well, let's hope it doesn't end the same way then in that case. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good job they got Chris- Zach who can cook, Christmas isn't day, it? Christmas day. Uh, um, I mean, it does put Ravi in, in kind of prime position for that because he, the, no one in the Branding Foxes is going to be delighted that this is happening. No one's going to be happy about this other than Chelsea. Yes, but, sorry, re, 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 rewind. <laughs> Chelsea got a letter. Yes, Chelsea got a letter from Gray. Like, he has been kind of um, trying to get in contact with her for a few weeks now about to uh, see Jordan. Now, I don't, th- I, you kind of, why? Why is this happening? Why do they keep mentioning Gray? Why do they keep mentioning this? this? Yeah, it's worrying. <laughs> It's a bit, but Toby Alexander Smith, who played Gray, I think is in Bridgerton or something now. He like released a picture not so long ago of him. He released like it's it's some period drama, and I think Bridgerton's the only one really going at the moment, isn't it? So I think he's in that, or he's doing something period drama related, something like that. So I don't know if he's available, whether he'd have just filmed like an episode or something. I don't know. I don't know because he's not. not I keep mentioning it. I know. I know. It's a bit. It's been a lot. Yeah, and he so he wants to see Jordan, and Chelsea's kind of like, well, no, that's not happening. You're not coming anywhere near my child. Um, I don't care if it's yours. So um, I don't know. I don't know is the answer to that. I don't know if we're going to suddenly get a surprise Gray appearance. Can you imagine if I manage if like the whole Cindy thing got spoiled, and yet the one thing that stayed a surprise was Gray reappearing for an episode? I'd be upset. I would be upset. <laughs> I would be. I'll have to wait and see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so where does it where does it go? Like, how do you reckon the rest of the family is going to react to these two now officially being back together? Because they are now officially back together. 
Oh, well, they're all going to hate. I mean, Patrick was talking to Chelsea in pub, weren't he? Saying, oh, uh, yeah. well, thank God that you're not going after types like Ravi anymore. And she's like, Chelsea's... yeah, 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 really yeah. There, yeah, that would yeah. be terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, definitely won't do that, Patrick. No, 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 man. No, no. It's <laughs> like, mm. yeah, it's not going to go down well. It's not going to go down well at all. And it's going to just continue building up sort of Ravi's enemy list. Like, Jack and Ravi is kind of like a big enemy thing. Denise, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's not going to bode well. This it's not is not going to go well. Whitney already knows though, and yeah, she went, she went, you know, that disapproving, really. <laughs> Whitney can't talk. She would just, <laughs> yeah, Whitney's that got, is no, true. Whitney has that got nothing true. to say about bad relationships whatsoever. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting also that, um, the little scene between Ravi and Nugget this week, like Nugget essentially saying to Ravi, like, she he she brings out something, she brings out a yeah. better side of you, and if anyone's going to know that, it will be Nugget. So I and then Chelsea said that Nugget brings out the best cider Ravi as well. See, nice. Told you Nugget's great. Nugget brings he is Nugget, great. He is Why great. Why have we not seen Nugget that much? No, give us some more Nugget, Bring Nugget please. Back. Bring Nugget back. We want more Nug Nug. Love Nugget. I love Nugget. He's great. Um, so yeah, there we are then. So Chelsea and Ravi back together essentially, and we shall have to wait and see how that goes. Uh next up, ladies and gentlemen, tiny, tiny little story. <laughs> Uh, one teeny tiny storyline to quickly zoom through this week. Uh, it was Lola's. It would have been Lola's twenty seventh birthday this week. Uh, so they decide to. Denise decides to do a nice, do a nice little event at the salon uh, and sort of gather all her friends and family in there. Um, and it's really nice actually. They've set up a sort of special sort of chair in there with a little, with a little plaque on the back just for Lola's memory in the salon because um, they're really going to miss Lola in there. Um, and there's a bit of thing with Lexi this week because she realises that everyone's trying to sort of avoid the subject of Lola's birthday, I think for her benefit, but she sort of takes it the wrong way, doesn't she? Uh, and yeah. then sort of goes to school and then immediately gets sent back home again because I take it she was misbehaving. It wasn't really made that clear, but I think she was even misbehaving or was very upset, so they sent her home anyway or, or something like that. Um, and then Jay and Ben basically sort of go, no, no one's forgotten about her. It all is well. We're going to miss her immediately. We're going to miss her hugely. You've made a lovely card, um, and all and all is well. So I think it's basically all about sort of the continuation of Lexi's grieving process and watching Lexi sort of come to terms with the death of her mum. Really, isn't it? I mean, I think it were a bit harsh that they didn't invite Lexi to the salon. It would have been Especially nice for Lexi to have been there. I know, but I think she could have had some time off school as well for grieving, or like, just done it when, she, or just done it after fair. school. Or just done it after school. Or even that, yeah. I think she should have been there, though. I think it were a bit harsh that she wasn't. I know mm. they were trying to not acknowledge it were a birthday, but I don't even... That were more for selfish reasons that they didn't want to acknowledge <sighs> it with her rather than... Yeah, you know. I mean, it's. I think they're all sort of trying to learn how to... Like, they've all got their own grieving to do. And they've all got to yeah. sort of work around each other's grieving processes, but also trying to sort of calculate how to include Lexi in that and how much to mm. include her in the grieving process. Because she's obviously having her own very individual journey with this, isn't she? She's sort of like, a, what is she, like eight, nine or something? Like, so. And she's I, about 10 or 11. She's going oh. to comp. <laughs> 11. Oh, yeah, she's she is. That's comp cool. this yeah, year, that's, isn't oh, she? God, yeah. yeah, she is. Christ. Big school. Yeah, big school, yeah. Uh, of course she is. So, yeah, so, but even so, she's still quite a young girl. So, like, a kid that age yeah. going through something like this is quite a difficult thing for her, I think. So mm. they're trying to work out how to deal with that as yeah. well as sort of balancing their own grieving processes. So maybe they were trying to do the right thing, but ultimately I think she would have 
been better off going to this event and sort of being around her friends and family as opposed to just going to school because the thing is when you're at school everyone's talking about like what they did with their mums or their dads at the weekend and you've got to sort of learn to deal with that it's difficult Mm. as a kid dealing with death i think it's it it, it is hard um so bless us we'll we'll sort of but you could you can sort of feel like this storyline is sort of petering out a little bit to sort of make way for other stuff until we kind of come back to it um which is fine because obviously it's been quite a big storyline for quite a few weeks now um I think the, the thing now is sort of now Jay and Lola, uh, Jay and Lexi are now both living with Ben and Callum. It's going to be about Ben's eating disorder and sort of how he's going to yeah. keep that to himself and how he's dealing with that. So, well, she'll have to see, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of have a break from this storyline over the next couple of weeks and then return to it. But we shall have to wait and see. Um, finally, uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, it was the big A story for this week. We are now about to discuss Stacy and Theo. Final story of the week, ladies and gentlemen, and I think you'll find I called it, I called it, I called it, I called it. Theo is Stacy's secret customer. I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to have any sort of uh, smugness about it. I thought it was a fairly obvious twist. Not to criticise it, because it works, but don't get, get your face expression off you. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think this was a really, really, really good story this week. I enjoyed it. As I much agree. As you, I just, yeah, as, I just as think much... you need to calm down a bit, to be fair, Rob. <sighs> sorry, Ray. I'm sorry, Ray. I'm sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, very good. And very, very creepy. Very, very chilling, I thought. Theo is a little bit creepy now. Um, yeah. We got a lot of build-ups of this because, um, obviously, the family meeting is going off. Lily's really worried about that. Martin is sort of worried about Lily. Gets Sonia to check, in, check her over. And the family meeting happens. Lily's got a high blood pressure. It's all sort of... And you sort of think, right, well, okay, so is it focusing on Lily's health for, for a lot of this week? Um, yeah. Not where it goes, however, because the meeting kind of happens and Lily kind of kicks off a little bit and says, well, I'm feeling a bit pushed out and everything, but the slate is basically deal with that. It's mainly Jack and Denise that kind of come out of that meeting with problems about their own relationship. So it's not really that centred around the slate is the meeting. Mm. Where the slaters do come into their own, however, um, is when Theo arrives and offers to give Lily private tutoring. And Stacy is kind of like, well, that's a very, very nice thing for you to do, but I can't afford to pay you. And Theo's like, don't worry about that. That's absolutely fine. I'm feeling guilty about the way that everything went with Freddie. So you give me a couple of bacon sandwiches a day and we'll call it quits. And I will give your daughter a fantastic education at the Slater kitchen table. Now, Red flag. Well, this does set Martin's spidey senses a tingling, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Because he's kind of, and Martin didn't even know about the trainers, which I didn't realise he didn't know about, I don't think. Um, but he finds out about the trainers because he sort of kind of interrogates Lily about Theo and manages to get out that he bought these trainers and goes mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stacey is, now Stacey's role in this. Uh, do you think that Stacey's being a little bit sort of blind to what's going on here? Like, are you? yeah. Like Martin said that Pauline had said to him, if, wait, what were his? <laughs> yeah, go on. No, go on. no Pull no, your way out of that in life, Nothing in life comes for free. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Please uh, correct my paraphrasing there. But yeah, totally. So why Stacy not thinking that? Because I would have thought of all people, Stacy would know that, oh, there's always a catch. So what? She just thinks that he's being nice because of what happened with Freddie. I- yeah, well, I'm I think... not buying Stacy buying it. Is it that she's just okay. so desperate and so busy? The, yeah, you know I, mean? I think 
I yeah, I think it's kind. I mean, the the thing is, with stories like this, sometimes a character has to act like completely and utterly stupid mm-hmm. in order for the storyline to actually happen. Okay, so I kind of get it why why people are sort of looking at Stacy and going, "Uh, hello," but you can also sort of look at it, the fact that she is so worried about Lily and she's so worried about like the money yeah. thing and she's she's more concerned I think about Lily's future and the fact that Lily is worried about her future like Lily is literally looking at her future right now with a sort of like I don't get I don't get what happens I'm gonna have this baby I'm clearly gonna have no qualifications so how am I gonna look after this kid so Theo offers something like this sort of give her even the smallest mm. bit of a leg up from where she is at the moment to say she's like yeah cool we'll take it we'll take it we'll take it that's absolutely fine yeah because obviously yeah. the, the, the trainer thing have her you know, she did have a red flag up there and she was like, uh, no, bit weird. Let's not do that. Thank you. Get out. And yet now, because Lily has become so emotionally involved in this now and Lily really likes Theo. She, you know, she's getting a lot out of her sessions with Theo. And I can understand why people kind of were looking at it and go, yeah, he's interested in, in Lily. He's after Lily. He's after Lily. Um, but we get the official confirmation this week that Stacey's private customer from her OnlyFans uh, page is Theo who is secret walking around secret cam yeah now he's walking around the square outside the house with stacy on his phone which i didn't think was the most private place he could have done that because during where i'm assuming the amount he's probably paying for stacy to do this they're having more than a bit of a conversation about their day so i would have thought he would have done that at home but that you know if that's what just what i would do i take it home i wouldn't stand outside the person's house and do it but then i'm not a weirdo like theo because <laughs> theo is a bit of a weirdo go on well, as Ogda, anyone could have walked past him on Albert Square and been like, yeah. "Why is Stacey hey, on your phone?" At? Yeah. Oh, what's Stacey wearing? Oh. <laughs> yeah, a bit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I have mean, just been it's... sat in his car watching it. I think all that, I mean, all that, because but I think then that... it would have, you know, I, I mean, insinuated I think these. I think it was. I think it was to show that he was outside the house. Like, yeah, oh, this is that, yeah, it's exactly so, yeah, how it was. It, it was just to sort of sort yeah. of magnify how weird he is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was interesting because we kind of discovered just quite how weird Theo is this week via a couple of ways. Number one was when Martin went to his old old school in Essex and sort of tried to get some details about him about why he left the school. And the very reluctant receptionist sort of said, "Right, okay, yeah, all right, fine. He is a bit of a weirdo, and he caused a lot of trouble here." It doesn't exactly tell him why. Martin leaves that school thinking that Theo's a paedophile and runs straight back and sort of bursts into the Slater house and attacks him. Um, And Theo basically says that, no, I had a bit of a dodgy relationship with one of the staff there. It didn't end well. And I had to sort of leave under a black cloud. That's all it was. And Stacey believes him. Um, But the other way in which Theo turns out to be a bit weird is that he goes into Stacey's bedroom and nicks a bit of perfume. Now, the way that he was going around her bedroom, I genuinely thought that he was going to start going for a knicker drawer. <laughs> like, I thought that was where it was heading. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I, I, the way he was kind of running his fingers through across, like, her nighty and, like, on the pillows and everything, and he kept looking down, I thought, oh, God, he's going to go in a knicker drawer. I don't so, like it. So, Rob has yes. never seen a TV show called You. No, I that haven't. Are- Old Louise Mitchell, Tilly Keeper, has just been in the latest season of. So, mm. some more relevance there. Good. Anyone who has seen you, how Joe Goldberg is Theo being right now? He is a huge stalker, Rob. And this just this just screams Joe Goldberg. Let okay. me know in the comments if you have made this connection, please. Because, oh my God, and Rob has no idea what Not I'm talking I've got about. a clue what no you're talking else, about. No one else to compare this with. But it's well, ex- Sergio Goldberg. It's I mean, frightening. Ex- it's horrible. It's creepy. <laughs> I don't like it. 
I mean, expand. Like, what? Who is who is this bloke? And oh, how okay, is this sorry. How so is this for anyone else theater? who doesn't know, don't run to yourself. Tell me. <laughs> so like, for tell anyone me. else who doesn't watch you, yes. Joe Goldberg often starts stalking women. He'll come across a woman that he likes the look of, and then that's it. The next thing is on all the socials. He's at home, like reading everything that he can find and anything he can out online about him. And then he starts putting himself in his in their orbit. So then he'll start showing up at. Maybe the local cafe or something like that, you know, or the library. It starts. He starts trying to get himself involved in the life somehow. Next thing, he starts trying to go out with them, and then whatever way it goes. But he also then starts creeping around their house, taking Trophies. objects. Trophies. Yes, yeah. And then he stores them in a little box. Um, oh. But then he does usually. Usually, then ends up like locking them in a cage and killing them eventually. They... So let's just hope. Well. This is only the start of the story, so we, <laughs> we don't know where it's going. It could be going in any yeah. direction. Because I, me and you both noticed this, um, the Romeo and Juliet parallels. Mm-hmm. You kind There was a lot of Romeo and Juliet talk this week. Now, I know that Lily will have been studying this at school. However, he does, automat- he does immediately seem warped enough to be making the connection between Romeo and Juliet and him and Stacey. I thought. Yeah, definitely. And we all know how Romeo and Juliet ends. I mean, spoiler alert if you've never seen or read Romeo and Juliet, but they both die. <laughs> no, I don't think Not well. Not well. It doesn't, doesn't end, end well, well for them. It's a tragedy. Uh, and um, I do wonder if like, he's going to start trying to make parallels between himself being Romeo and Stacey being Juliet. Like so, and there was the other thing. She was upstairs doing a camera thing, and he was down below. So maybe the balcony thing and the floor thing down below. What oh light God. through yonder? What yeah. light through pervy window breaks? You know, it could be going in that way. Yes, I know. Oh, no. Uh, and the only character that sort of came out of this with any sort of sensibilities was Martin. Now Martin had a great week because Martin was literally the only person looking at everything that was going on and saying, "Uh, hang on a minute. So you're coming here at any time you like and giving my daughter free tutoring." just for the price of a bacon sandwich and you're buying a trainers and you're taking a, I, I, I don't trust any of this. This is my spidey senses are going mad. Lots of red flags waving around. Like this is ridiculous. Um, and you sort of, I can understand his frustration because Stacy is literally sort of like, no, there's nothing wrong with him. Like chill out, Martin. He's doing good things for Lily. And I think that's the thing that's blinding Stacy more than anything else. It's the fact that Lily is happy with the situation. Because I feel like Lily would have, especially after sort of what they had to go through when they first found out that Lily was pregnant and they sort of had to go through that whole kind of like, right, well, every man within a five mile radius now needs interviewing because you're so underage. So I wonder if like, because she feels that because they went mm. through that, Lily would immediately say if something was off. Do you think? I I don't know. Possibly, maybe that... yeah. I didn't think of that, actually. No, that could be, oh, she's just going the other way and being like well mm. we've been over the top so not every man is, you know maybe it's a not every man is like that so you know stop thinking about every man because they're not all like that yeah i but mean I was, well no go on i was gonna say i was thinking is it because as well not only is stacy thinking that he's all right the entire mm. household like yeah, jane's quite Jean's happy. got no problem harvey's got no problem i don't Freddy's know happy. out of him yeah, Freddie, Eve, even Eve as well. You would think that Eve might pick up on something being odd, but everyone else seems to have been won over by him and they've spent time mm. with him. So Stace is probably thinking, you're the only one with a problem, Martin. So... Yeah. And to be fair, Martin has been overprotective before, you know, so it's not like mm. this is a new sort of brave side of Martin that we've not seen before. It's mm. like this is very in character for Martin to sort of immediately sort of be going a little bit kind of ball in a china shop with it like he did when they got to the hospital 
because this was the only part of the whole thing that he got wrong was because and that didn't um, make sense for him to have that reaction at well, all to be honest Jean has to go when during the middle of one of their sessions um, Jean yeah. goes to the shop to go to get the milk or whatever leaving Theo and Lily alone in the house now he takes advantage of that moment and then goes upstairs and nicks the perfume but at that moment Lily has a really bad case of Braxton Hicks now, did you have Braxton's, Braxton Hicks when you were pregnant? I didn't. Did I you didn't not? Actually. I did yeah. wonder. Um, so she, she, so she's rushed to hospital. Now it's just really bad timing because Stacey's got Stacey's phones on silence and everyone sort of misses the calls well, and all that kind of thing. Home, left, of, that's she? it. Yeah, she left the phone in, upstairs in the bedroom. And yeah, that's right because she went upstairs and you sort of think, oh, she's going to notice something in the bedroom, but she didn't notice anything. She uh, did. She, she the smelled phone. the perfume, didn't she? I don't know. If she, she I don't think in. she did. No, I think oh, we were supposed I to. I think we were supposed to wonder if she was not about to smell the perfume, and then she saw her phone. So, like, oh no, it's here. It's all good, and then sort of moved on with it. So, I don't know whether we were, whether she actually did smell the perfume, whether we were supposed to think that she might smell the perfume. I'm not sure. I think I I took it as she did, and then got distracted by a phone. Oh, okay. So it might have been. It might be sort of like a mental note that she will refer yeah. to later. Okay, well, we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. Um. So yes. Um. Lily's rushed to hospital because she thinks that something's wrong with the baby, obviously. Martin bursts in, like, grabs Theo. He's going, told you. Um, because he thinks that he's done something to Lily. And Lily's kind of like, uh, what is wrong with you? You're a psychopath. Get out. And it was the only bit of the whole thing where Martin was, was out of line. Because for a start, he just did all this in front of Lily and Stacey in the middle of a hospital. Like, stupid. Like, silly Martin. Very, very silly Martin. Yeah. Um, and it kind of gives... Theo the fuel that he needs to sort of be really overly reasonable about it all and it's like no it's all right it's fine he's just protecting you he's being a good parent he's being protective which again sort of puts Stacey in the mind of oh this guy's really sweet this guy's really really reasonable so at the end of the week um when Lily is back home and all is well with the world um there's a little bit of a moment between them because Stacey kind of puts her hand on his and gives him a hug Kind of has to interrupt him from sniffing her perfume in his car, like like he was sniffing a bottle of poppers, <laughs> like just sniffing along <laughs> in the car. What was that? He did get it right up his nostril, right up his nostril, didn't he? Really inhaled it. I don't mm. think that's safe to do with perfume. Probably <laughs> I not. I don't think he's supposed to do that. Probably shouldn't have drove his car like. after that. No, he'd be very lightheaded, um, like a la Stacey kind of going through his brain. He can't drive a car in that state, honestly. Um, but Martin is watching from the opposite side of the square. So obviously nothing has been settled in Martin's mind, even though he sort of gave the impression, all right, I'm sorry, shake hands, all is, all is well. No, Martin is very, very suspicious and remains so. Can I add something to this? Of course right? you may, Ray. When they, when they were at the hospital, why did Theo give Stacey and Lily a lift home, but then Martin said, I'll make my own way home? Because I don't I think Martin... Because Martin was just kind of like, no, I don't. I, I think he, I think it was just one of those situations where, well, to be fair, I've just thrown you up against a wall, so I don't expect you to take me home. I think it was more that sort of thing. I got. All right, that. then why didn't Stacey and Lily get in taxi with Martin? Because no, Martin to be honest, just. No, because they didn't get on. a taxi. They, they gave like um, Theo gave them both a lift home, and Martin yeah. was kind of like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll make my own way. Thanks. So, like, sort of oh, so Martin didn't get a taxi. Then. No, no, Martin. Martin got bus. But yeah, or he bus walked. Right. But he was. Well, they the should have told me that he got a bus. <laughs> Is that your biggest issue with the storyline, is yes. it? Why, why did Martin get home from the hospital? Why didn't you tell me that? Rubbish week. <laughs> but to be fair, actually, it's also a bit like Stacey's known Martin all this time, mm. took Theo's word over Martin's, and rather yeah. than go home in a taxi that Martin had paid for, oh, no, I'll take a free lift off Theo instead. Of, I don't know. Yeah. We're all a bit... No, I know what you mean. I, this is the thing with Stacey, and I think this is going to be a, a bone of contention throughout the storyline, maybe. It's the fact that Stacey is just going to be so blind to it. 
but mm. I think it's literally just however happy Lily is throughout the entire process is going to depend on is going to kind of counter how blind Stacy is going to be to everything that's mm. going on around her. But obviously, the thing is throughout all of this is that Lily is not his is not his target. Stacy is his target. Yeah. So you kind of with all the things that I, everyone is kind of worried about Lily and whilst Martin is kicking off about Lily nobody's even thinking for a second that it's Stacy that he's interested mm. in so I think it's going to have to take a little bit of thinking of how to move on from Lily before Stacy kind of goes actually you're being really weird towards me personally so I think we've got a long way to go for this storyline it was a bit of a spoiler for this storyline by the way the Inside Soap Awards nominations came out this week uh, so go on the Inside Soap Awards website to vote for all things EastEnders because um, they deserve it um, but Theo is uh, nominated for Best Villain. Now, by this point, by the time that he, these nominations came out, Theo actually hadn't done anything that bad yet. We didn't know, even know he was Stacey's customer at that point. And so far, or, or basically all you're expecting to vote for, Leo, for Theo for is that he nicked some perfume, which, you know, very bad. It, was, it might have been expensive perfume. I but, was thinking that actually, I mean, she's not got that much money, and you've nicked her expensive perfume. To nice be fair, one. you think you think she'd notice where a per- that a perfume had, had been swiped, so maybe that might get mentioned next week. Uh, mm. Has anyone seen my fifty quid perfume that I got from Duty Free? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, there we are then. So unsettling stuff with Theo. Um. I thought actually thought I thought William Ellis played it very very well. He's very very creepy. Um. And as a result, Re, just for a bit of controversy. I do think, because I enjoyed this story for what it was, and I enjoyed the aspect of Theo being a creepy person, and I thought William Ellis played it very well, I think I might give Theo my gold star this week. How's that for controversy? Yeah. Rob, you can't give it to him. No, I enjoyed the story. The Let's Let's not get this warped, all right? The gold star is to be given to a character. Oh, you explain to me what it's for then, because, you know, I'm doing it every week. I have no idea. Shall I explain to you what the gold star is 13 weeks into our podcast? (laughs) It's basically a character or a role within the show that you really, really enjoyed this week and that really kind of made an impact for you and that really stood out or the character that you enjoyed watching the most throughout the week. So, okay. yeah, I really enjoyed the Theo stuff, and I think I think he's going to be a good villain, so I'm just going to give it to Theo. Do one. Well, do you want to know? Do one, you do, do one. one. Why well, don't you do one? <laughs> on. No one else understands that. Sorry. No one else Inside understands joke. that. Go on, yeah, go on. Um, who's your gold star going to? Well, I'd actually already thought about this, and mine's going to Martin. So I Fair take play. your Theo, and I give you Martin. You take it no, for being take... the only sensible person. Yeah, absolutely, the absolutely. This I will week. take. I will take Theo. Put that in my pipe and smoke it. There we are then. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week's story discussions. Quite a good week. I am really intrigued to see where this Theo stuff goes. And I'm telling you now, this definitely puts Theo in line for Christmas Day, doesn't it? I was just about to say that. 100%. I think it does. I think it does definitely. because. The way that the sixth storyline is going, it feels like each woman needs a man to be a target for. Do you know what I mean? Like, as yeah, in, like yeah. they need a man that they could potentially trust, yeah. kill at Christmas. Stacey now has Theo. Denise mm-hmm. has Ravi. Um, Suki has Nish, potentially Ravi. Kathy hasn't really got anybody yet. Might end up being Rocky because it feels like Rocky might have more secrets to come out of him. I feel like he's that sort yeah, of character. Not worthy killing him but no yeah, not possibly. yet not yet not yet uh sharon. linda sharon has mm, we don't really know for sharon yet like obviously she's getting married on christmas day so possibly keanu possibly phil i feel like sharon's not the killer at this stage i'll be honest no. um and then linda 
Now, Linda, we don't know how the Cindy storyline is going to play out. So yeah. I think that's all very going to be very dependent on Linda's role within the story. But so far, could be George, could be someone else who hasn't turned up, could be Dean. He got a mention a few weeks back. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Yeah. So lots and lots more to come for that storyline. Also, also. Yeah. Yes. Gray. Gray could be. I mean, I don't see how I don't see how he's getting out of prison. And let's hope he doesn't get out of prison. I was wondering that, but I just can't get over the fact that they keep mentioning him. I know, I know. But I did we'll think how would get out of prison, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Right then, ladies and gents, final part of the podcast next where we read some comments from you lovely people. So this week on our socials, we're gonna start with a comment from our Facebook group from David Davis. I don't like the Ravi and Chelsea coupling. With the, possible, with the possible exception of Ash, the Panasar family is comprised of snakes in the grass. But I'll enjoy the steamy love scenes until Ravi ends up dead this Christmas. The nicer the nice, the higher the price. So I mean, one, Rob? well, I mean, I know you don't agree because of the uh, Ravi and Chelsea coupling no, uh, criticism. Not. But um, I see what I do see what you mean is the fact that uh, it's going to be it's going to make for interesting viewing because. It's gonna. I really do think this puts Ravi in a lot of danger for Christmas. I think it at this stage. I do think it would be a mistake for Ravi to die this Christmas because I think as time goes on, he's getting to be a very interesting character with a lot of different layers to him. You know, his relationship with Nugget is interesting to watch. His nasty side is interesting to watch. And let's be honest, when you've got the likes of Phil Mitchell wandering around the square for thirty years, you can keep someone like Ravi around for God's sake. So. I think there's a lot to cut. And I think I think Nish seems to have more of a shelf life than Ravi. He's yeah. the, it, you know, Ravi definitely is a contender for Christmas Day, but I feel like it would be a mistake at this point. But we have to have a long way to go. We're only in July, so we have a long way to go. Um, but the Ravi and Chelsea coupling thing, I mean, yep, Zara Abraham is a lucky girl. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> very, very lucky girl. Um Matthew Lawrence says, loving EastEnders at the moment, however, slightly struggling with the Theo storyline. It was a brilliant twist last night, and, as I'm, and I'm sure as a villain, he will be amazing. The only thing I struggle with is the fact no one is listening to Martin. Martin also could have gone to Theo's current workplace to investigate his concerns. So some small flaws in the story so far. Uh, now, the thing about that is... Leo, uh, Theo, I keep calling him Leo because, you know, stalker, you stalker, Whitney. stalker, psychic, yeah. Whitney, yeah, yeah. Theo, um, Okay, Leo walked so Leo, um, Th- Leo walked so Theo could sniff. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the thing about that is that Theo um, would have been able to kind of put himself, like all he did was have a bad relationship at school and he could come up with anything because he's, he's, there's apparently quite a distance between his Essex school and the school he teaches at now, where Lily's at. I mean, presumably, he teaches at Warford High now, doesn't he? So yeah. I think I think there's well, a also bit... they may not have it on record. If he left before the investigation started, then why would yeah, exactly. there be anything on if record? He, he left yeah, before yeah. they could investigate yeah. it further potentially. Yes. Was so was it? Is it Warford High he teaches at? I don't know if he does actually. I would assume so. If that's where Lily, well, he's a supply teacher as it's well. Supply so teacher. Well, again, have so any even, of that exactly. So yeah. even more, even more difficult to find sort mm. of evidence for. Um, but yeah, I, I understand. I, I agree in the fact that it is frustrating that Martin is the only one that's sort of seeing stuff at the moment. But that's the sort of storyline it is. That's sort of how these sort of villain storylines have to kind of begin, isn't it? Where no one sees mm. what's going on apart from maybe one character. Um, but he's got Whitney on his side though, hasn't he? So may and Whitney and um, Lily are quite close. So I wonder if Whitney will become a little bit more involved along, somewhere yeah, along the line possibly. as well. Otherwise, why involve her? But again, maybe if she goes well, it's obvious that he's not grooming Lily. She might not think anything of it either. Who knows? No, I mean I did enjoy Martin going, right, I need advice on perverts. I must go to Whitney. 
We're yeah. the editor help. <laughs> she did comment on that as well. She's like, you knew what I was going to say. So what? You know, what am I? Just perfect you know What do you Honestly. think I was going to say? Yeah. Bless her. Go on, next comment. Uh, I've got one from Ruth Watt who says, the scene with Patrick and Jack in the pub was lovely. Not saying I enjoyed watching Jack cry, but it's good to see the current team being unafraid of emotion and reaction. Watching Jack in the 2009 episodes come up with on again, off again with Ronnie and Roxy. Nice to see the character development from those days. Yeah, actually. I mean, Jack is a very... Like, I watched the 2008-2009 uh, um, stuff on iPlayer and Jack is... V- very prevalent Same. character in that yeah he's he's actually a mm. real kind of big player in those days isn't yeah. he like jack doesn't do quite as much he's got now obviously since i think since since the cleaners era he's kind of had a, quite a bit more to do but he was quiet for quite a long time wasn't he jack mm. um so yeah it's interesting to sort of see jack as a bit more of a main player again um i mean he's always sort of had these sorts of like love storylines but yeah he's he has moved on a lot i think since the ronnie and roxy days um so yeah that's interesting and i think men men tend to soften in age as well so it's kind of yeah fitting yeah. in a way yeah absolutely uh and finally we have a email from claire radigan who says how could stacy be so gullible about theo has she never heard of the me too movement we learned that sexual abuse survivors should be believed it was her word against mine from theo is a common excuse i think stacy is so strapped for money that her judgment is compromised credit for martin for being suspicious rob you called it the mysterious edmund is really theo best regards claire from new jersey just saying just saying got, yeah you know, just boost rob's ego somewhere claire's got me back that's claire, exactly what he needed claire knows a genius when she sees one that's all <laughs> i can say um so thank you very much for all those comments um you can get in touch with us as well via any of our social media outlets by doing the following you can find us on facebook on albert square after dark on twitter and instagram at e20 after dark if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can listen to us on Apple and all your favourite podcast sites. Email us at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com and leave us a review if you'd like to. Preferably yes. a nice one. Well, it doesn't even have to be a nice one because honestly, the bad, one, Whatever the bad ones... Are. Yeah, honestly, the bad ones make us laugh. <laughs> That's true. And also, Ray, I'm telling you now, we might have to add something to that spiel at the end soon because Threads now exists. So we might need to start oh. a Threads account soon. You were Threads telling in... me about this. I've not yeah. heard of it. <laughs> Ray had never heard of it. Like, no. <laughs> in but, a bubble. Um, Been in, in a, a bubble. poorly bubble this week. Yeah. But yeah, Threads might have to start being a thing soon. So we might have to start looking into that. So we might have to add another line onto your spiel at the end there. But we'll see. We'll see what has to happen. Right then, Ree, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Bye from me. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye.